power. Our LSU. Boom! All night long. Yes. Let's break it. Go! Your boy is washed up. I deeply appreciate all the birthday wishes. We'll talk about that coming up. But more importantly, it is official. LSU hires Joe Sloan and Cortez Hinkton. And if you're watching this on YouTube, on the live, or on any podcast platform, I need you to let me know your grade on the LSU offensive staff. Now, of course, we're going to see what they do at tight end, but I need you to give me your honest thoughts on this decision, which will honestly lead LSU down a path of young offensive coordinators yet again. So historically, LSU's OCs have been uh, older, right? Uh, of course, a few years ago, you had the Jake Peets and DJ Mangus brain trust. I've always been somewhat defensive of them uh, in their situations. But look, the, the truth still remains the same. This is a lot different, right? Joe Sloan has play calling experience. Jake Peets had not been a coordinator. DJ Mangus had not been a coordinator. So this is a pretty big opportunity for Joe Sloan, a guy who has been simply sensational uh, during his time at LSU, even though it is just as a quarterback coach. So I got to be real. Um, Joe Sloan is the guy that I would have gone with, along with Cortez Hankton, of course, as the co-OCs. I understand that it took a little bit for LSU to officially announce uh, this move. But, you know, at the same time, I'm in a position to tell you, okay, um, that, yes, it would have been nice to go get somebody a little bit more experience. But the truth is, this was a move that they had to make. I think Brian Kelly made the right decision here. Yes, it is a leap of faith the year after losing one of the best college football quarterbacks ever to, with this new offense next season, to roll with an OC who's not been a coordinator for a couple of years now. But this is the right move. I think Joe Sloan's going to be a fine play caller. I think Cortez Hankton is also going to be very involved with the play calling process. He already was last season as pretty much the most prominent offensive assistant on the sideline, along with uh, Brad Davis as the QB coach and the OC for LSU. They were both in the booth last season. I think this was the right move. Now, I know we can come back and see the Louisiana Tech offenses under Joe Sohn. They weren't the most explosive, but if you actually go look during those seasons, they had hellacious quarterback rooms and so on and so on. A lot has changed from then until now. This is what they should have done. Okay. So we say hi to Jacqueline. I think this is, no, I've seen you in here before, Jacqueline. Thank you so much. Appreciate the birthday wishes. Um, 
We side to Josh on Facebook. Thank you so much for the birthdays. Tony the Tiger was a big winner earlier this week. Shimona, good stuff. Uh, PG123Fication, we have the same birthday. There you go. Yeah, it's been a tough day for me. Uh, Our dog has to have a pretty gnarly procedure tomorrow, so... Uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, and by saying really looking forward to it, I'm not looking forward to it at all. So that's just been on my mind because obviously uh, my dogs are the main reason I'm happy uh, most of the time. So it's always that leap of faith. We love our vet. We love our situation there. But we'll see how Z-Baby does. So it's been a little bit of an anxiety-filled kind of day. But it's still a great day. It's another day on this earth. And I am nothing short of blessed to be here with each and every one of you. Now, this is key. Okay, this is very key. Because it is my birthday, I want to go big. All right? We always go big on my birthday. Of course, this is one of my favorite Jaden Daniels photographs. We've been giving these out all this week. Okay? The first $50 Super Chatter gets this Jaden Daniels print. Okay? Also tonight, I do not like giving out my game-worn uniform cards, but today we are going to do just that. A Chevis Jackson game-worn uniform patch card. It's a two-color patch, a bold purple and gold patch card right here. This is one of my favorite cards. I've actually never shown pretty much any of my game-worn uniform stuff. I understand there were a lot of you that wanted Chevis Jackson to be the LSU DB coach. I like Corey Raymond. I like the direction that they're going there. So, um, we are going to give this out in honor of Chevis Jackson. And along with that, if we get to Hondo in Supers, we're going to give out a Craig Stilts autograph as well tonight. Julie, thank you for, so much. She's our first Super Chatter via Venmo. I deeply appreciate that. And let's go. All right. And Jordan. Okay. Uh, Jordan's already won it. Congratulations, Jordan. Huh? 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 He wins the Jaden Daniels print. Um, there you go. I'm pretty sure this is Jordan Haddad. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. So there you go. Um, now, next thing. Thank you, Jacqueline. Appreciate that. We hope you comment more. We want you to be bold uh, with with your with your comments. Okay. Now I hit my microphone because I'm very weak. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit more about how I feel about the offense moving forward. Okay. You know, Mike was really good for us. There's just no other way around it. He is a really good offensive play caller, okay? I I will tell you this from now until the end of time. There's not going to be an offensive clinic anywhere or an offensive mind on Twitter that will be drawing up Mike Dembrock plays, okay? That's not what he was good at. All right. He's not an innovator the same way Mike Leach, Art Bryles, all the legends. He, it's just not him. But he was still very good, right? This is a really, really good offensive play caller to where he is no lower than a top 15 play caller in all of college football. I understand it's been relatively easy for him because he's had two NFL quarterbacks to work with over the past six years of his play calling. Of course, that makes a lot of play callers look really good. But Mike is is good. He's really good. And early on last season, I didn't really love his play calling. I thought the the Auburn game was was a game that 
I was very critical of in in the film review and all of that, but he just kept getting better and better and better and better. So I I truly do think um, Mike is going to do great things at Notre Dame. I like Ryan Leonard a lot. Um, Fairhope, Alabama. Obviously, I got family there. So it's it's going to be an interesting fit. Uh, the pride of Fairhope and Riley Leonard mixing up with Mike Dembrock. But he's gone. All right. The big thing next season will be LSU and the explosive place. All right. Can LSU continue being an explosive big play offense next year? Obviously, I think that they can. I think that they will. But I will also tell you this, okay, and we say hi to Roy Kent. Um, Happy birthday, brother. Looking forward to hanging with you again sometime. Thank you so much. Obviously, we texted earlier today. I'm looking forward to that as well. Now, I do think we can have a deep conversation, all right? And this is a relatively controversial conversation, but the, I went back and I rewatched LSU offense, and then I've seen all these film analysts comb through Jaden Daniels' tape. And obviously replacing Jaden and his production is going to be absolutely insane. It's going to be very difficult to do that. But the bigger gap might be replacing Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr., um, even though Garrett is a completely different type of quarterback and the offense is going to be different, I think it's pretty clear that Garrett Nussmeyer is a very good SEC, Power 5, all-conference-level player. Now, will he be all-conference next season? That's tough. you got to be a top-two quarterback to get to that spot, and the SEC is going to be relatively loaded at quarterback. But... You know, when I sat down and watched LSU, there were a ton of plays that only Jaden Daniels could make. But I did see a lot of just crazy stuff that Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. would do each and every week on the football field. And it's breathtaking stuff. Now, that's not to say Kyron Lacey and Xavion Thomas and all the other players, CJ Daniels, won't be able to do it. It's just hard because... Malik and BTJ just had so many special plays last season where they were breaking tackles, getting behind the defense, blocking really well, and so on and so on. So I got to be real, man. Um, You know, as the days go by, I've gotten more comfortable with Garrett Nussmeyer being the starter. I've always been comfortable with Garrett Nussmeyer being the starter. Um, But, man, it's going to be so hard to replace Malik and BTJ next year. So – We'll see. Now, let's go to Brian with an outside-the-box super chat, and then we'll get to whichever question Roy Kent wants to get to. So there you go. A big shout-out to Jordan for winning this right here. Okay? And uh, I'll also send him the Chevis Jackson game-worn uniform card. That's really cool, Jordan. Congrats. And if we get another $50 super chat, I'll send out another Jaden Print. What's my favorite LSU bowl blowout win? 38 to 3 over Georgia Tech, 40 to 3 over Miami, 41 to 14 over Notre Lame, 
or 30 or 63 to 28 over Oklahoma. Okay. So, um, I am going to go with uh, the Notre Dame one for this reason. I was there. I was there with my father, my closest friend, and it was a sugar bowl. I've been to 15 sugar bowls. Um, it's crazy. It's my favorite goal. It's my favorite annual bowl game, and I hope it stays in New Orleans uh, forever. So 41-14 over Notre Dame is uh, my favorite. 63-28 to is the best offensive game we've ever seen an LSU team play. And probably will ever see an LSU team play. 43 over Miami was a big deal. I was Matt Flynn, of course, uh, first start. And uh, 38-3 to over Georgia Tech. Congratulations uh, to LSU getting that one done. Um, I'm going to give you uh, an extra one. Obviously, the Purdue game was great. 65-7. to That was such a fun bowl blowout victory because of the um uh the quad wilson pick six at the end of that that's still crazy to me that he holds a record for the longest pick six in lsu history that's a great trivia question quad wilson i think he actually shares a record or there might be someone else that has a longer one i'm not sure but that one was also fantastic but i'm gonna go 41 to 14 over notre dame and I'm going to give you one extra one, okay? Texas A&M blowout, all right? Tyron Matthew having the game that he had. I was at that game as well, the Cotton Bowl. And then Terrence Tolliver, three touchdown catches in that one. Loved being in Jerry's world for that one. I think that was actually um, the first time I was at Jerry's world. So there you go. Now, I got a lot of topics I want to get to tonight, but your questions always fueled this. This is not just a me channel. This is a you channel, right? This is why I'm here, to be here for you, okay? If you have your skepticisms of Joe Sloan being the OC, guess what? This is why I'm here. I'm not going to be mad at your opinion, okay? Don't forget tomorrow night. We'll be live at 6 p.m. And on Thursday night, we'll do an earlier live stream because of the women's basketball game. We'll probably go live around probably around 3.30 in the afternoon. That's going to be crazy because I actually um, have a lot of stuff I have to do before the women's game. So there you go. 41 to 14. Yes, that was Jay Russ. Let's see. Forty-three to Miami. Oh yes, because there was a fight. That's true. Roy was at that game too. Okay. Jordan excited about the Chevis Jackson card. That's good stuff. So it looks like uh, Jordan is going to win him enough. Jared's going to win himself. No, no, no. Player X actually got uh, the a fifty dollars super chat in before Jared did. Thank you so much, Player X. I really appreciate that. So we'll keep it going. If you drop a fifty dollars super chat, I will send you a Jaden Daniels print. I still got a few more left here. So there you go. I really appreciate that. Oh, you're at, I actually went to that game too, LSU versus Oregon. 
That was a great game. All right. Thank you, Carvis. Appreciate you so much. Now, next thing. And look, I was thinking about this earlier today. All right. I know a lot of us are waiting for the next big transfer portal edition. Okay. And I like you am waiting as well. Okay. But let me also be very clear about the portal is our roster numbers are really high right now. Okay. There are a lot of players that I would like to go after. We're sitting at around 88 players on the team. Okay. Don't have roster space. Now, of course, we have discussed recently about how much does that matter if you're getting an NIL deal, uh, what a scholarship is four or five thousand. How does all of that work? And that's a good question. What I would tell you though is I do think the spring transfer portal window is going to be very lit. I think we will see quite a few players leave this team. We've seen a few already pack their bags, one of which just retired. Um, it's 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 going to be a crazy next couple of weeks, right? There are plenty of guys in the portal I would love to add to this team. Uh, but what I would also tell you is I really do think that there are people in the building – who believe in the players that are returning to this defense, okay? They think that they were poorly coached, and they think that Blake Baker's going to come in and get these guys in better positions to go out there and make plays. There are a lot of things that I felt last year in the LSU defense that just didn't work itself out, right? That just didn't make sense. I've shared consistently how much I hated how we used the end opposite the jack, okay? I hated the way that we used that role, all right? Hated it. Um, and Carver, you get to pick the next topic. Go right on ahead. Thanks again for your friendship, okay? Um, so there you go. I think, I think we're going to be fine. I really do think so with that position, the end opposite the Jack, um, because I I don't think our, our defense is going to be the same as it was last year. And I feel as if LSU thinks that they can get Savian Jones in a better place to make plays, um, Sage Ryan in a better place to make plays. So we'll see. Now, the next thing. And I didn't want to get into this tonight, but I will. Mason wants to talk about Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan. Okay. Mason says Michigan is a dream job for Brian Kelly. Mason, welcome to the channel. Hope you hit the subscribe button and you ring the bell. All right. I don't think you should worry about it. I really don't. Okay. I just don't see how that makes sense for him. All right. I I just don't. 
And I don't see how it makes sense for Michigan to make that move. When in-house, they have one of their most popular assistants they've ever had at the school. Okay? This is um, a, a rare, rare, rare situation where LSU, I say LSU, Michigan with an interim coach who's in the building, was the head coach for them this season and filled in for him and won all his games. Okay. So I have no idea why Michigan wouldn't just stay in house with Sharon Moore. Okay. Now, let's go to Carvis. What's more likely, a thousand yard rusher or a three thousand yard passer? I'm going to go three thousand yard passer. So I think Garrett Nussmeyer will throw for three thousand before um, we have a one thousand yard rusher because I do think, even though Caleb Jackson does have the potential to just take over the room and just go full Fournette uh, next year. Uh, I, I I do think Garrett Nussmeyer will throw for 3,000 yards and have an absolutely massive season, okay? So that's where I'm going to go with that one. Grant says, LOL, back to the Miles era. Michigan is a dream job nonsense. Huh? 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 Um... Yeah, I I remember that every year. Is Les Miles gonna go back to Michigan? You know he's from there. I thought that that was always malarkey. I just don't think people quite understand the LSU job is a top five job. Okay. Especially if Alabama struggles these next couple of years, LSU is clearly a better job over Alabama. Okay. Um, you know, I, I'm just being straight up here. I, I don't think Brian Kelly makes that move. Do, do you really want to go back to Michigan and rebuild the roster again? Okay. Michigan losing their best quarterback, Michigan losing their best running back. Okay. They're going to have an obscene amount of players get drafted next season. Now, their defensive line still going to be good. They got Mason Graham and those guys. But, man, I, I don't – I just don't think he does it, right? You saw how difficult it was for him to rebuild his roster now. And you just spent all these millions upon millions of dollars to build a dream staff. You get the defensive line coach you've been wanting for a while. You get the – defensive coordinator who you took away from another SEC team. I don't know. I I I, I don't I I don't think that that's going to happen. I really don't. Okay. That is funny though. It is amazing when you go back to the Les Miles and that was really Les Miles's dream job. Okay? Brock Purdy this weekend. I like the 49ers to cover big time. Not as much as I freaking love Darwin Nunez scoring two goals this weekend. I <laughs> uh, appreciate all the birthday wishes, you guys. 
let's keep giving out some stuff. Okay, we've already given out a few Jaden Daniels prints uh, tonight. And uh, let's just let's keep it moving. A lot of Alabama fans are counting on Brian Kelly leaving. They can only hope. All right. Now, we could go big if we really want to go big. Okay. Give out one of these. Shaquille O'Neal headliner. Huh? 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 If I get $100 Super Chat, I'll send this out. This has been a part of my setup uh, right over here for so long. Uh, when we were at the, the shack that we used to live in, I had this shack toy. We lived in a shack where I did a show next to um, next to a laundry. We had to do my show in our, in our laundry room. Uh, that's why I always had this, the shack in the shack. You get that? So I would get this out tonight. If we get a hundo super chat, we'll get this one out. Okay. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> We're hosting a playoff game next season. Yeah, Jared, it, it went it went pretty fast. It went pretty fast. It had three fifty dollars and it, it didn't shock me who it came from though. You player X and uh Jordan Hada. Let's see here. Y'all know this person? <laughs> huh? 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 Happy birthday to my little boo thing, Paul Russell. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's a good call. That's a good troll right there. Or not a troll. It's it's a good call out there. Rico says people would actually stay for the second half of a Tiger Stadium playoff game. Huh? 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 Uh, big shout out to Rick. Not only did he send me a birthday uh, super chat here, he also sent me a birthday text and a birthday tweet. Now, how can you do such a thing? I really appreciate that, man. Happy birthday, Carter. What's my way too early breakout candidate for LSU next season? Ooh, that's a good, good, good question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give. A hot, scorching take. One that I am not sure, Rick, that I myself believe in. Okay? I think Sage Ryan will be a very good player next season. This past season, he was not. Now, he did get better as the season moved on, but there were some terrible games mixed in there. But that will be my breakout star. Okay? We've seen this happen with LSU defensive players so many times. Guys that legitimately just weren't good the year before, new guy comes in, they become a draft pick, right? We saw with Cordell Flott. We saw with Demon Clark. And that just happened in, in that season to be when Blake Baker was here. Of course, Blake Baker coached Demon Clark in particular. And we've seen other defensive players take 
massive leaps forward from year to year. So I'm going to go with that one because that would be very welcoming uh, for that to happen. Um, and then, of course, you know, the sexiest uh, topic would be, and, and it always is, the newcomers. Who's going to be the newcomer that steps in right away? I will tell you this, Rick. One thing that has really shocked me is how many LSU players that have played for this team over the past four years. So since the 2019 season, so 2020, 2021, 2022, and 2023, how many blue chip top 200 four-star recruits that came into LSU and did nothing, did absolutely nothing. Now I am not blaming them for that. I don't, I'm not blaming them for being bust per se, uh, I don't even I don't even like that word because it is you know such a strong negative word. But there were a lot of unplayable guys that were in that range of recruiting. You would like to think that the balance will shift back where some of these high school top two fifty guys um, are going to be good. Some of them, and I'm glad you brought that up, Rick, because we have got multiple, and when I mean multiple multiple four-star defensive players coming to our get-together at the Arklatex Memorabilia Sports Card Show, February 17th. Tylen Singleton will be there. Ahmad Bro will be there. Gabriel Relaford will be there. And Xavier Debo Atkins as well. They'll be signing autographs, hanging out with the PHL Nation. And we'll see there. It's a free event. Okay, they'll sign autographs. They're only a few bucks. I'll be giving away a good bit of my collection um, so we'll see you there. All right. Mm. Rick's going to go with Xavier Thomas. I like it. I like it. Everybody, welcome Colin to the channel. I think I've seen you in here before, Colin, but if I haven't, welcome. He says all of them are going to have a breakout year. I hope you're all right. Dwayne, Dwayne says, hey, so, is, is, is there a stunt double in uh, for CV? Huh? 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 Oh, man. Semper, I appreciate your text today as well. Thank you. It's been a crazy day. And we do have our first year anniversary coming up. I will be going out of town. And uh, we will be having a good time. Tony, I appreciate you, man, trying to grow the thing on Facebook. Please share it uh, to your personal page. And share it to all your LSU fans. Um, oh, Rick, you got to stay for the end for this, man. I can't, I can't give out what I'm having. It'll be a lot better than Sunday night's live stream. So Sunday I got sick during the live stream. And I won't say which company. I think it's because I ate too fast. Um and you guys saw almost just fell apart during the show. But it, it happens. Roy is going with West Weeks. Okay. So not Wit Weeks. He's going with West Weeks. That's that's a deep cut right there. I hope you're right. It'd be cool. Weeks Brothers. 
Um, oh, Mason's an Ole Miss fan. That's what he's doing. Okay. Didn't know that. I do find it interesting, though. All right. There has been a lot of Ole Miss chatter. And I mean a lot of Ole Miss chatter. Lately. They've been talking out a lot. Now. Here is one thing that is interesting about LSU Ole Miss and the Magnolia Bowl. I'm actually going to compliment Ole Miss because out of any team we play annually, outside of Alabama, Ole Miss has been a thorn in our side. Okay, whether it's Bo Wallace, they've won a few in Tiger Stadium. I don't think a lot of you remember this, but Jeremiah Masoli almost pulled off an upset in Tiger Stadium, and luckily Stephen Ridley and Jordan Jefferson saved the day. And, of course, we had, you know, 2019 LSU had their issues. 2021, they beat us down. 2023, that was a tough one. We played some legendary games versus Ole Miss, the 2020 Kayshawn game, okay? So, look. I give Ole Miss a lot of credit. They they play good football versus us. They just do. It's always been difficult to beat them. Okay? We we just don't blow them out that often. But by golly gee willikers, there has only been one team, one team in the LSU Ole Miss Magnolia Bowl rivalry that kneeled the ball down with five minutes left to go. That's how bad of a blowout it was. Zach Medenberger barely gets to play, and Les Miles says, instead of scoring a touchdown on the one-yard line or whatever the hell it was, let's take a kneel down with five minutes left to go. That only happened one time. So I'll leave it at that. There is nothing more embarrassing. I don't care how washed up Houston Nut was. And I was at that game too. Ha, 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 ha. Um, look, uh, Ole Miss fans are getting a little crazy. They're getting a little crazy here. Um, 711 yards of offense. That will never happen again. That will never happen again. Okay. All it took was Denver Harris on a simple third and 11 to make one simple tackle. But no. He decided to jump up, get crazy, and it was what it was. Okay. Oh, Kyle. I've had a good day. Let's not let's not bring back those memories. And I love the doggo. There you go. Okay. Let's see here. Mason. Sure, Mason. Sure. Ole Miss fan. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Couldn't. 
couldn't even stop a fourth and 25 to win a game. A fourth and 25. Couldn't stop it. Okay. Let's go to Paul. Paul, I'm telling you, Paul is the president of the Jordan Allen fan club. Will Major Burns even see the field next year? Okay. Mason is asking me to look something up. Mason, I, I can't look something up because I'm busy. I'm running a 10,000 subscriber channel right here. I stand on business. I don't have time to look something up. Okay? Especially someone flexing on camera. Who flexes on camera anymore? I mean, what are you doing? This is not FarmersOnly.com. There's no one here to impress. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go to Paul's question here. All right. Once again, we're giving out Shaquille O'Neal. $100 Super Chat. I'll give this out. I'll also send you an autograph card. I think we're going to get there. I think so. Actually, I know so. Okay. Okay. Jordan Allen or Major Burns. Okay. I, I, I think Major Burns will start next season. He, he's got to play better. And honestly, I think a big portion of his game is just calming down. Okay, just 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 calm down. You know, he he just gets so discouraged. You could see it. Um, and I I think Major Burns is a, is is a player uh, who could fit the mold of of a guy taking that next step. I I don't think he was just awful per se this season. But he did have stretches of of really bad struggle. Okay. Now, this is a really interesting question from SMC. Do I think Major Burns can play Sam linebacker? So, obviously, that would be an interesting role for him. You know, on defensive passing packages, um, you know, the Sam could, in theory, be your, your nickel. All right, so in, in most defenses, you have your Sam, you have your Will, you have your Mike, okay? So, you know, if you're asking if he could play the nickel role where Harold Perkins played a good bit this year, maybe so. But I think a good fit for him would be a linebacker on dime packages, kind of like how we used Jacoby Stevens um, in, in 2019, where he would be – alongside Patrick Queen on on passing packages just to get as much speed as we possibly can on the field. Um, but Major Burns will play, and he will likely start next year at safety. Okay? All right. Oh, player access sources. Well, you let me know who you think. But, yes, uh, I, I, will, I will tell you this. Just a a little bit of um, I I know for certain that Bo Davis has really hit the ground running 
recruiting, right? This guy is an absolute beast. Uh, it's one of his favorite times of the season. And I I can tell you that there are some guys he wants to go get right now, all right? Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a weird situation where, you know, some guys want six figures, you know, and, and sometimes you can't give them that. And that's just the reality of the game. All right. And I understand like it has been recently. Um, you, 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 you have seen people get very mad about the future of college football. I don't want to get into this debate again, because we get into all these different takes, but I'll let you come to your own conclusions uh, with with NIL and all that stuff. Um, let me look this up for, for Rico. I believe he was the leading tackler, and I think a lot of it is because he was the healthiest player on the team. So uh, kind of by default, you become the leading tackler because you just play more snaps. Um, and yes, this is true. Major Burns led the team in tackles by one over Greg Penn, okay? So, yeah, it's not uncommon if safeties lead the team in tackles. Brandon Taylor led the 2011 team in tackles. So, yeah, you know, safeties tackle a lot, and our run defense was really bad. So we did have a lot of safety situations where you needed to step up and make a tackle. Um, He was tied for the lead with solo tackles with Andre Sam as well. So, Obviously, a very interesting year uh, for Major Burns. Statistically, looks like he had a solid season, but you know, there's more to it than just making a ton of tackles. So there you go. Trey Scott. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Trey Scott's been 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 great at Georgia. Okay. Taking Bo Davis, so taking Bo Davis. I don't know why everybody wants to know my age. If you know my age, don't share it. Okay. Don't do it. SMC has white bugger. Oh, yes, yes. SMC does have a great doggo. Is it an is it an average size bicep that Mason has right here? I don't know. That that looks it looks like a, a I don't know. It looks it's definitely bigger than my bicep. Okay. Yes, we were around. Uh, we were around during the uh, Shaq years. Uh, 
LSU Georgetown, 1989. Who remembers that? Today's your aunt's birthday? Oh. Pooh Bear's aunt, what's up? Good to see you. Okay. All right. Going to block Mason. I had enough. During the OG earthquake game. Let's go. And well, the, those are good times. Dwayne was there. Yeah, there you go. 66,000 people at a basketball, college basketball game. How crazy is that? 66,000 people. Shout out Ricky Blanton. Shout out Dale Brown. John freaking Thompson on the other sideline. That's pretty cool. I'm going to throw this in here. I think this is going to get us over the top here. Okay. How about a Chase Pittman autograph senior bowl card? I love this thing. It's cool stuff. Chase Pittman. Part of that crazy LSU draft class with Jay Russ. Okay. Let's go to Tommy. Appreciate you, man. Also love the ring. How will Baker's defense be different from House's? Will we be more aggressive dictating? Will we be using our talent better? That's a very good question. Okay. So the first thing is fit-wise, we'll be better versus a run. One thing I really liked about watching Missouri's defense is their run fits for the most part are really good. You know, you, you look at what they did. I keep going back to the Georgia game. I, I think that that game defensively was really well done. I was shocked. The thing that really blew me away, Tommy, in the, in the Georgia game was how many runs would go for a yard here, two yards there. They, I mean, they stonewalled them a lot more than you would normally see a Georgia team get stonewalled, right? Like every year when Georgia and Alabama play, Nick Saban just knows how to stop it. And it's because he's got the dudes to fit that run the way it needs to be fit. Missouri really did a good job of that. So that was something that really stood out to me. The second thing I really liked, and this was more so from the Tennessee game, is their ability to shed blocks, okay? Another thing I liked from the Tennessee game, okay? So Tennessee's offense had a lot of success running these inbreakers, right? And they weren't like these shallow slants. They were deeper slants, okay? And... Basically, at the end of the game, Missouri was able to pick off a pick six when they flipped the coverage, right? Uh, you know, rake straw the corner, passed off an inbreaker, and an underneath hook defender was able to step in front of a slant and house it. And that was a good job because they had been killing them with this one play. Um, and 
you know, you flip it towards the end, you get a pick six. So Blake's a good adjuster, and that really stood out to me as well. So, yeah, I mean, he just had some incredible defensive performances. I know Ohio State didn't have Marvin Harrison, and they were playing their third-string QB. I don't really give a rip. (laughs) I'm being serious. I really don't care because they made plays, all right? They held them to three points, essentially. Um, They held Tennessee to seven points. That was ridiculous to have those type of defensive, you know, games going up against some of the best play callers in college football, going up against Ryan Day, going up against um, Tennessee and Josh Heupel. So I'm really excited about that. And look, Missouri did it. Are we sure Missouri had better athletes and LSU had athletes on their defense? Yeah, they had better players in our defense, but it's not by some significant margin. So I'm really excited, man. Yeah, happy birthday to you, Matt. Yeah, I shouted you out for your birthday, I think, this weekend. Thanks for your patronage as well. I am not going to the Senior Bowl this year. Kind of snuck up on me. I would have loved to have gone, okay? Um, But there's always next year. I'll definitely want to go next year. All right, I knew this was coming. Didn't Jaden Daniels shred Baker's defense at Mizzou? And now he's supposed to be a defensive genius because he's coaching at LSU. Okay. So this would be my retort to this H-Town Creole. What defense stopped Jaden Daniels last season? Name a single one. They didn't because LSU averaged seven yards per play versus every team that they played against. So maybe there's not a defense that's ever existed that could have stopped Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas Jr., Jaden Daniels, Will Campbell, Emory Jones, and the entire LSU offense. Okay? So, yeah. They didn't stop them. But nobody did. And honestly, this would be my retort to that, is how many plays did Jaden make in that game that were – Jaden only level plays. There were a lot. Okay. He did. He did. Won the Manning Award. Two of my favorite things right there. Let's go to Paul. He wants to talk more safeties. How about it? Incoming safeties, Gilbert, Osbury, McBride, plus Yates, Kylan Jackson, Allen, Burns. Does Toviano play safety in 2024? I am a Toviano uh, at safety believer. I think that would be his best spot, Paul. And I'm glad that you brought that up. But it probably will still be corner for him next season because that's where they need the most help going into next year. Um you know, we'll see what Zy Alexander's situation looks like. He more than likely is not going to play in spring. 
and may not be ready for the start of next season. We'll see what actually happens there. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I would like Toviano to play safety. I think that's where his best spot would be. But I think he starts a corner next year, game one versus USC. Okay. Um. So yeah, I I I I think one of these unproven guys will step up. It could very much be though next season. If I were to guess right now, Paul, the starting safeties are going to be Jordan Gilbert and Major Burns next year. Okay. Big shout out to Casey. Do I think Raheem Alim could have been a solid soccer player? Happy birthday. I love how random Raheem Alim is. R.I.P. Raheem Alim as he uh, passed earlier this season. Uh, And shout out to Chad Jones, his brother. I've been thinking, uh, I thought about him all week when his brother passed. Uh, Raheem Alim being a good soccer player. Probably so, because he is one of the most athletic LSU football players I've ever seen. Uh, But as far as LSU players who um, would have been legendary soccer players, what's crazy is uh, there's two that come to mind, okay? The first is Odell Beckham, right? So there's a ton of stories out there about Odell Beckham and his history with, um, with soccer, okay? And Odell, his love for soccer and so on and so on. I also find it interesting that Justin Jefferson, one of his good friends now is Vinny Jr., but F Real Madrid. Um, but one LSU legend, and I use the word legend because most people wouldn't call him a legend. I would call him a legend, is um, Atkins, Avery Atkins, the kickoff specialist. He is one of the best high school soccer players in the history of Alabama soccer. Um, He won a soccer state championship multiple times, I believe, and was a prolific goal scorer. Okay. So, yeah, I I think that just adds to Atkins and his legendary status of one of the most dominant LSU football players of all time. So, but yeah, Raheem Alim, definitely. He is one of, like, that dude – was so crazy athletic. Him and Chad Jones and RP were human limb. Those defensive lines at LSU around that time. I love talking about Raheem Lim and um, you know, not just Glenn Dorsey around that time, but it was Ricky Jean Francois, Kirsten Pittman, Tyson Jackson. They were all around that era. And uh they were fun, man. They were a lot of fun. Going all the way up to 2011. Yeah. Michael Brockers, Benny Logan, Sam Montgomery, um, Barkevius Mingo. And, and part of why we don't remember them so, so, so much is because outside of maybe Brockers, not not really any of them had this dominant NFL career. So, yeah.
that's true overall SMC, but Mizzou's recruiting actually is better. It's gotten better in the portal and high school recruiting. So I give them credit. Ooh, the greatest defensive college line ever was the 07 defensive line. Marlon Favorite mixed in there. Kirsten Pittman, who we just mentioned. So uh, Kirsten Pittman was a really good friend of mine at LSU. Um, we shared one strong mutual friend, so he would actually hang at our apartment um, a, a, a good bit. And as much as I would like to, to say that this is true, uh, I'm not sure if they're the best defensive line ever at LSU. I think I would give the 03 D line the 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 best one ever at LSU. Now, is the 03 LSU defensive line the best defensive line ever in college football history? I'll leave that debate for a different day. Uh, there's a lot of them that um, that deserve recognition. 2016 Alabama comes to mind. Um, some of those Miami teams. Okay. But I would say the 03 line with Hill, Lavalle, Williams, and Swagoo is the best. The best at LSU. And it will be really hard to beat them. Really hard. I don't look a day over 39. Hey, I like that. That's good. That's good. Huh? 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 Uh, there you go. Now, here's what we're going to do. In the next 10 to 15, I'm going to answer as many questions as we possibly can. But if you super chat, we'll keep going all night long. Keep it going. Okay. If you haven't got your question answered, I'm going to try and get to it the best I possibly can. Big shout out to Player X and Jordan winning prints. I'll send another one as well. Uh, or else I know I sent a ton of prints to um, Jared recently, so I'll send you something else really cool as well, Jared. Um, a little bit different, so there you go. Let's see here. That's amazing you brought that up. One thing, I have not talked to Mo Isom in over a decade. Okay. Um, yeah, one day I should just play that video on here. Huh? 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 Um, so there you go. Mo and I are really good friends, though. She was great. 
did I discuss Joe Burrow losing his OC? Very interesting. So uh, Callahan goes to the Titans as their head coach, and now they need an OC. So Joe Brady would be very interesting. Obviously, Joe Burrow would be very open uh, to that. Um, I do think that Carolina, I say Carolina, the Bills will keep Joe Brady as their offense coordinator. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, I think I think that'll be the direction that uh, the Bills go. So who would be the offense coordinator for Joe Burrow moving forward? I don't know. Does Zach Taylor call plays? I don't think he does that. I think he'll go get a play caller. Um, man, I don't know. I, I really, really, really don't know which direction they want to go in. Um, there, it's a, it's a good question. Uh, th- there's a lot of really interesting names out there that, that could fill that role. <laughs> Jared says he's good. Okay. I will do that. I'll give something out randomly. Appreciate it. Of course, Casey, one of my closest friends, one of my favorite teammates I've ever played with. He he was uh, he was actually a, a soccer teammate of mine, for those that don't know. Crazy Mo Isom story. All right. So one of the biggest moments in uh, U.S. soccer history we watch. We watch the Landon Donovan goal in group stage to advance the USA soccer team to the round of 16. It's one of the craziest goals ever. Shout out Tim Howard and everyone involved with that goal. Uh, yeah, Mo, Mo is awesome. Very awesome. That was definitely uh, one of those where were you moments. Uh, if you're a soccer fan. Pelicans beat the Jazz 153 to 124. All right. Obviously couldn't watch a game. I'm sitting here with you guys. Um, you know, that's great. All right. What I would tell you is there have been some ridiculous offensive performances in the NBA. I don't know if you guys saw this last night. One player, Joel Embiid, scored 70. Another player, Carl Anthony's town, scored 62. 62. Carl Anthony Downs. Now, it doesn't shock me. Both of them are prodigious offensive talents. But now the Pelicans are scoring 154 or 153, whatever the hell it was. Let's go, Pels. The reason why the Pelicans... Scored that many points. If y'all, um, um, and Casey could answer this, uh, this is a very good question. Definitely not Dempsey, probably, probably Pulisic. Pulisic is definitely the most popular. Um, I forgot my NBA thought here. Thought it was interesting that the Bucks fired their coach today. I totally forgot my, my NBA thought. Thanks to Pegasus. 
I don't think it's Allen over Burrow per se. It's just you got to think of it this way. All right. You're not going to be in a better spot than with the defensive head coach as your head coach when you're the offensive play caller because you get to run your offense, right? But if Sean McDermott gets fired, which is what I think they should do, then you you might actually get the head coaching job. It, it could happen. Joe Stone could get the Bills job. Whereas with the Bengals, they're, they're not anywhere close to firing Zach Taylor, nor should they be. Okay. Oh, congrats, Chance. That's something I've not done is seeing the U.S. men's national team play. I will, though, when the World Cup's in America. Actually, me and Casey are probably going to go together. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I had another NBA thought that I wanted to get into. Anyway. Don't forget, on Thursday, we'll have a way earlier live stream because of the LSU women's basketball game. And I'm really excited for that. Don Staley and uh, Kim Mulkey back at it again. I've never seen the women either. I have interviewed Alex Morgan, though. So that was cool. Um, I've met Alex Morgan, obviously, interviewed her. And then I've met Lauren Holiday. Uh, one of the best of all time. But, yeah, I definitely like um, I definitely like the women's national team over the men's because they, they've just had more success. But, you know, I love both those teams. I really do. But there was a, the starting center back was the son of an, an LSU athlete. Crap, what's his name? I forgot. What position did I play? Oh, man. Todd, I was a goalie. And I was such a great goalie. I'm kidding. Not athletic enough to be a goalie. Uh, I was a center midfielder. Okay. Uh, still to this day, the slowest soccer starter in my team's history Um, because I was slow. I played center mid, and I loved it. Wouldn't have rather play anywhere else. It's a demanding position, but it's my favorite. Yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks fired their coach today. Um, You know, this is one thing I've I've found uh, very interesting. And, and I've always felt this way about the NBA and just basketball coaching in general. They do not optimize their coaches well at all. Okay. 
what I mean by that is I don't understand having a team full of assistants that all sit in the exact same portion of, of the court. Okay. And if you go to NBA games, if you look really closely, you'll see that there's like a stat person in the back that's actually watching the game on a laptop because you get the, the wider angle. All right. So the Bucks coach, when they hired him, it didn't make any sense, right? He had a lot of controversial off the court stuff, but on the court, he had been an assistant in the NBA for 15 years. Okay. And he was awful for the Bucks. Now I understand their record looked good, but um defensively they weren't great. And there a lot of weird firings he made with the staff. It was weird. I I don't think it's the best thing to be an assistant coach for so long and not actually progress to being a head coach or um, a more established play caller. Okay. So I think if you're in college football and you want to be a head coach, I think it is very valuable to get coordinator experience. Okay. More notably on the offensive side. I think if you want to be a big NBA head coach, I think it's important to get, some experience as a coach at some level, right? Um, coach the preseason. Coach, if you're getting ready to be a head coach, send them down to the G League and have them coach a few games. It's so different being the guy, right? Um, there we go. Cameron Carter Vickers is Howard Carter's son. Oh, yeah, Rico. That one might be the best. Clemson 2018 defensive line. Clinton Farrell, Christian Wilkins, Dexter Lawrence, and Bryant. Christian Wilkins and Dexter Lawrence are like insane in the NFL right now. They are so freaking good. Dexter Lawrence is probably the best defensive tackle in the NFL right now. I mean, it's either him or um, Aaron Donald. Um, Dexter Lawrence is so freaking good. Oh, Jerry wants me to give me my f- top five Dexters. Okay, well, I'll put Dexter Lawrence in there. Dexter Morgan, shout out Michael C. Hall. Uh, Dexter's Laboratory, okay. Taught me how to say cheese omelet in French, omelet du fromage. Okay, so those are my top three Dexters. Then... Who else am I got? Famous Dexters. I'll go with those three. Okay. 
Dexter Gordon was a saxophonist. Okay. Oh, Dexter Jackson, the safety. There's also Dexter Jackson, a bodybuilder. Then there was Dexter Pittman. I remember him. He was a power forward for the um, Texas Longhorns. Where's I wish I didn't block the Ole Miss guy. Dexter McCluster. Dexter Fowler, the outfielder for the Astros. Dexter Wilfork, Dexter Pittman, Dexter, uh, Dexter Manley. Okay. Use a DT for the Commanders. First team All Pro in 1986. Fifth round pick out of Oklahoma State. Dexter Manley. You learn more things every day. Ooh, Darren wants to. Uh, well, first off, welcome, Darren. Yeah, you know. So, so for those that don't know, Brandon Harris, okay, the former LSU quarterback. Okay, if that's what you want to call his playing quarterback, huh? 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 Uh, so he's a he's an assistant coach at Texas. Okay, and he was recruiting Louisiana, and of course, the Louisiana coaches welcome him with open arms, and. Look, I, I can understand Texas wanting to check in with all the Louisiana coaches because, well, their number one Louisiana guy joined LSU. And Brandon Harris, of course, did his due diligence. Nothing wrong with that. I honestly don't have a problem with him Twitter trolling and all that stuff. I'm very sympathetic to his struggles. But, you know, he's Tiger Bay. He, I mean, it is a non-zero chance that Texas becomes the team that we fear more than Alabama. Okay. So, you know, I, 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 I think, and I, I think, I think we should be wary of that. Ima Udoka for the Rockets. Yeah, he's a very good coach and crazy. I, I don't want to get into everything <laughs> with, with, with him. Terry Obiski. Still crazy we played his son in the national championship game. It's ironic that you mentioned Terry Robisky. 
Okay. We gave this out earlier tonight, so if you're just joining us, it's one of my favorite cards. Okay. This Chevis Jackson game use uniform card. All right. I love Chevis Jackson. I think he is the most criminally underrated def- defensive player from that era. Okay. Um, I feel like he gets a little overshadowed because there were so many just stud defensive players on that team. Um, but he was the one who made the big play versus Terry Robisky's son, Brian Robisky. I think that's right. Okay. The Ohio State wide receiver had a touchdown catch, and at the very last second, Chevis Jackson was able to strip the ball out, and it was an incomplete pass. And on the next play, they kicked the field goal, and that was the field goal blocked by Ricky Jean. And then we scored a touchdown. That play by Chevis Jackson was a 14-point swing play in the national championship game. Unreal stuff. Unreal stuff. Marcus checking in on Facebook. Good to see you. Sibley. Let's go to Casey. Texas will be a problem for all SEC teams going forward. I agree with you, Sibley. I do. I, I think Texas... Even though they lost Bo Davis, they're they're still going to be very good. Okay. And next year they should be the nationally ranked number two team behind Georgia. Okay. Under less, LSU consistently had top five recruiting classes. It seems they usually did not live up to their potential. Is this an inaccurate take? Did less hold them back? Or is college football really just that hard? Um, Les Miles unequivocally held LSU back. Where I would defend him, though, Casey, and I think most would agree with me here, is Les did get the brunt of the Saban era. Okay, now, that's not a good enough excuse to lay out, right? He should have done more versus the Les Miles teams, okay? Um, But... The truth is, or he should have done more versus the Saban teams. He shouldn't have lost to them consecutively so many years, even though some of those losses were very close and unlucky. Les did heavily underperform the talent at LSU. And like the troll earlier, like we brought up earlier, Les really struggled versus Ole Miss. Okay, and that was when things started getting really shaky, right? Where... We were getting blown out. We got blown out multiple times by Brett Bielema, Arkansas teams. And there's just numerous stories of this happening. And, you know, Les Miles was the antithesis of a Brian Kelly and a Nick Saban type of coach. They believe in the process. They believe how you win and how you prepare to win and all that stuff matters as much as a result. Okay. And Les Miles was just a results guy. He kept winning because he had all this talent and he had a lot of good luck and nobody cared because we kept winning 10, 10 games a season. We're still recruiting top five classes. We were still getting 
Leonard Fournette and Darius Geis and all the elite recruits. Um, but man, it's whether it was clock management, whether it was all the off the field stuff that came out many a years later, he just wasn't ever a focused guy. And because he won that national championship so early, his ego uh, remained thoroughly unchecked. And then he consistently kept hiring his friends. Okay. So, you know, and one thing that makes Les look really hard, I say hard, he looks worse in retrospect, is Ed Orgeron taking what he had to another level at LSU. So, uh, yeah, you know, Les, even with all the off-the-field stuff, even with that aside, he is one of the more overrated coaches in the modern era. Okay. Now, I do disagree with this. Um, that person is not a joke of an athletic director. That person was actually a fine athletic director. But I don't want to get into that. Okay. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't like Les was just awful, awful. But he wasn't great either. Definitely not as great as we put him up to be now. Okay. Not only that, they are loaded at skill positions. Low did. Okay. I'm still shocked that they both got Nye Black and Bond from Alabama. But look, if you're Texas, if you're Ole Miss, you should push your chips to the middle here. Okay, especially with what Ohio State has been doing. But yeah, you know, and I'm a big Bielema guy. All right? I think Bielema got way too much, you know, crap for um, for a lot uh, at, at Arkansas. But when he is thoroughly out coaching you every year, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy, and it's just crazy. Like just how many off the top of my head games that I can mention. That Les Miles magically won. Obviously, 2010 Tennessee um, is is the one. This is the first one that comes to mind. Another underrated one was the 2013 Arkansas game. Brett Bielema had not won an SEC game yet, and we were 24 point favorites. And it took Jarvis Landry calling the game winning play. It took Anthony Jennings' 99-yard touchdown drive for us to win that game. You know, there, there's so many examples of, of that, okay? Yeah, so my top three next year in college football, and I think there's a gap between the top three and everybody else, is Texas, Ohio State, Georgia. Those three teams are better than everyone else. Okay. It would take a leap of faith 
for us to not win, or I'd say us, for those teams to not make the playoff next season. It would take a lot. Man, Arkansas, man, do they beat us down. Yeah, I think Ole Miss will be in around that range, like a top five team. Um, yeah, Larry Coker won a national championship. Um, Gene Chizik won a national championship. The list goes on and on. All right, we'll take a few more in the next five to ten. I'll answer as many as we possibly can. If you do super chat, we'll keep it moving, baby. This is PHL. On my birthday, there is nowhere I would rather be than right here. Right now, we have had an absolutely crazy, crazy, crazy month on PHL. Crazy month. I looked at our numbers. It's been freaking ridiculous. Okay? And freaking ridiculous. Okay? Now, before we get to these next few comments, a word! PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's Alrighty, y'all. Y'all won't believe this, okay? But you've got to go get signed up on Underdog Fantasy. Promo code Carter. I am not a great fantasy football player, all right? Not a great fantasy football player. But this weekend, all right, on a $5 draft, this is telling you the truth, Okay. If Khalil Shakur, I think a lot of you saw this over the weekend. If Khalil Shakur, if Josh Allen would have hit him for that open touchdown at the end of the game, that throw would have turned my $5 into $1,500. At least. At least. All right. $5 draft. $1,500. Underdogfantasy.com. It's one of the few places you can do it. Underdog Fantasy. Now, thank you so much, Matt. You get to pick the next topic. Go right on ahead. Jared. Freaking Jared. Even Jared. Won $120 on a $5 higher lower. With Underdog Fantasy. Promo code Carter. What are you waiting on? Go sign. If I can do it, you can do it. If you are in Louisiana, though, can't sign up. But if you are in Louisiana and you want to go out of state, Underdog Fantasy. UnderdogFantasy.com. Okay. 
Now, yes, see, and the numbers are great. They are great. But the live stream, I'm telling you, in the offseason, it gets a brutal for your boy. So I need to keep seeing each and every one of you throughout this year. Okay? Go to Power Hour SCC, support us over there. Bryce Underwood jersey. Ha, 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 ha. Sure. Now, this is kind of crazy. So I grew up wanting to be in the NBA. That was my favorite thing, basketball growing up. Still love the NBA. It is crazy, though, that there is a McDonald's All-American basketball player named Carter Bryant, and he's going to Arizona next year. He's a five-star. It's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Kick and ball out, too. The only thing preventing me from being him is he's 6'8 and talented. I am 5'8 and untalented. Zara. What's good? It's my buddy. Working on my B-Day. Got to. Got got to feed the chillin'. The chillin' need to be fed. That's just how this works. I'm just kidding. But I do have a big surgery tomorrow for my doggo. And I am kind of nervous about it. I really don't know the extent of it. Haley does. I got a photo with me, you, and Zara somewhere in here. Can't find it. Actually, it is. It actually is in in this clip right here. Zippies. Yeah. So right. I ate the thousand Joe burritos. <laughs> I remember when this man went to Piccadilly's with Coach Nader. Yeah, so that you saw Zara there. Uh, it was at our PHL get together at um, at uh, at Zippy's. It was like a brief little clip. That's still crazy. Shout out Piccadilly, ha ha ha, Coach Nader. I, I y'all y'all know a crazy story, so. When I was um, a freshman at LSU, I wanted to walk on to, to LSU football. And I didn't have any tape. All my tape was gone. Our coach got fired and just deleted it all. So I didn't have any tape. And I was a 5'8 pass rushing DT who weighed, at the time, 190 pounds. And I walked to the LSU facility from my from the other side of campus. So, I mean, it's it's a trek. I walked three times to the facility and never mustered up a cur- the, the courage to just walk in and say that there was a spot. And I don't live life with a lot of regrets, but that was one. I was like, maybe if I was just bold enough, they they could let me give it my best shot out there with freaking Glenn Dorsey and all those guys. And three different times I walked over there and I never actually mustered the courage. And I've never met Sam Nader. They're like, hey, you got to go in. You got to talk to Coach Nader. Walked over there three times. Never, never, never could get through there. I, well, I actually got up to the door, 
walked in and just didn't just didn't have it in me. Didn't have that dog in me. Didn't have the chest to do it. I should have done it though. I was so nervous. I was like, oh my God, that's what based on this is so cold. Huh? 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 Sibs says Joe Burrow is my favorite. There you go. Billy, what's good, man? Happy birthday. That's happy birthday. What's up to you, man? Let's keep it going with Rodney. Oh, Rodney. Says Auburn will be the new kings of the state of Alabama under Hugh Freeze. Now I've, I'm just going to point this out because I'm, I'm going to keep going. I kind of want to go all night. We will be live tomorrow night at six. If we get a Hundo super chat, I'm giving out this Shaquille O'Neal unop unopened. Headliner. Yeah, so Rodney, what's what's interesting about the Alabama turmoil, and I call it turmoil. I mean, it is turmoil, but it wasn't like any scandal or anything like that. What I would say, okay, is Hugh Freeze's staff fell apart. It fell apart. Ron Roberts goes from Auburn to Florida. Cadillac Williams off the staff. Offensive coordinator also gets fired. Philip Montgomery. Okay. So do you still buy Auburn stock? Do you think Peyton Thorne will take a step forward? I will say they recruited nicely. They did do a really good job of recruiting. Hugh Freeze is just a really good recruiter. And I'll tell you this. You can make a gazillion jokes about Hugh Freeze. Not my type of guy either. But the guy knows how to recruit. He knows how to run a program. He knows how to... Um, speak at press conferences, get people excited with um, fun offensive football. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it it could happen. But I honestly think Kalen DeBoer is going to do a good job at Alabama. I, I do think so. I do. Donald did the same thing. Did you succeed, though, Donald? Memphis, predictions for the game on Thursday. Um, Put this back. I love the photo of you and Jane. Um, yeah, we're going to win. LSU wins by five. Final score. 84 to 79. High scoring game. Even though it won't be high scoring. Okay. Um, 
it probably will be very intense, nerve-wracking. Game day is going to be there. Rebecca Lobo, so, you know, one of the biggest legends of the sport. So it'll probably be like one of these 74 to 69 kind of games, right? It probably won't be as high scoring as that. I think it could be a little chippy. So there you go. Major Applewhite. Shout out Kathy Cox. Oh, Major Applewhite. How about that? So the Piccadilly A2 Faye is legit. Okay. Jason, what's good? So this is a young man that cuts my hair. He does a good job. Look at that. I'm wearing my hat, so I got a little line right here from my hat. But Jason's the ones that freshens me freshens me up. So men's basketball, South Carolina gets it done versus Kentucky. Yeah, you know, every year it seems like South Carolina in men's basketball beats um, beats a, a, a good team. Like last year, they should have beaten the number one team in the country, Alabama. And this year, you know, they beat down Kentucky. They, they, they've had a sneaky basketball program with that one uh, Thornwell Final Four run. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, I just realized something so funny that happened tonight. There. <laughs> That is so funny. Uh, man. Yeah, so you know what's funny? I, I used to have the Odell cut. I'll go find some photos. Uh, I can't have my hair grow out anymore. Like, I don't sleep as well if my hair is just... Like, I go get my hair cut once a week now. Like, I I can't not have my cut be very, very, very short. 
So there you go. All right, y'all. Big congrats to our big winners tonight. Three of my favorite people. Player X came through in the clutch. Jordan and Jared all won big tonight. Lots of fun supers. Roy, Brian, Carvis, Grant, Rick, SMC. Thank you for feeding my family tonight. Tommy, Paul, Casey. Talking some Chad Jones and Raheem Alim tonight. Simper, Casey, Rodney. All show love to our first time super chatters. That includes Casey. Roy, I think, was our number one YouTube super chatter in our, on our Venmos. Three-way tie. L.A. Mom as well. Showing some love. Now, we'll be live tomorrow night at 6. Hopefully, we'll have more fun news to chat. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for all the birthday wishes, okay? And it's power. Our LSU. Boom. And tonight, we are doing, oh, Haley did filet mignon for the birthday. Let's go. Let's go.